2 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 16. All Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. Everybody said praise the Lord. <clears throat> I'd like to work for a little while this morning on inspired of God. You may be seated. The Lord bless you. the very first book of the Bible, which is the book of Genesis or Origins, the Bible teaches that God, who is a spirit, that he began to speak things into existence. He began to create out of nothing his spoken word and things begin to come to pass. And of course, it goes on to teach us in Genesis that God formed man from the dust of the earth. And so in God forming a human being from the dust of the earth, then we have this lifeless body. And then the Bible said that God breathed into man's nostrils the breath of life. God gave that dead body. It is called, in the book of Romans, this body of death. It is a body that Paul said, in this flesh, in this body, dwells no good thing. And yet, God showed us, gave us an example, how that he can breathe life into that body. God can inspire. God, meaning that God, think of the word breathe, inspiration, breath. All scripture given by the inspiration of God by the breath of God. God breathes life into people, into situations. God can do anything, but most especially what he wants to do 
for human beings of every background, from every island, from every nation, from every continent, of every language. God wants to inspire you. He does not want you to continue in a dead life. He does not want you to continue on dead in sin. That's what the Bible teaches, that we are dead in sin and in our trespasses, our transgressions, our mistakes, our crossing the line that God has placed. And we find ourselves on the wrong side of God. We find ourselves on the wrong side of the ledger, the, the unprofitable side. And God is longing to look at us, and He does. And He's longing to inspire you. He wants to breathe some life into you. That's why the Bible teaches that this God, whose name is Jesus Christ, that He so loved this world, that He made a way that you could believe on Him, as the Scripture has said, and that you could have everlasting life. He doesn't want you to choose the alternative, which is everlasting death. He doesn't want you to have eternal death. He wants you to have eternal life. God doesn't want you to persist in your own way, which is a way of death. He doesn't want you to continue in this body of death when he is promising you victory he's promising life he's promising hope he's promising health he's promising heaven he's promising you every good thing he wants to inspire you to believe he wants to breathe life into you think of it as a fresh breath of air it's Holy Ghost air it's God's air you want that rarefied air no wonder his people are peculiar people they're rarefied they're set apart they're special unto God they're his church they become his bone of his bone and his flesh of his flesh he breathes into them life oh yes he does here we have a a group of 500 people above 500 people Jesus has gone about teaching being an example showing them the way of salvation and the time has come he has been given into the hands of unbelievers and they have beaten him and whipped him and spit upon him mocked him and they have led him out to Golgotha uh, he has given his life. He laid down his life. He could have called legions of angels, and they could have rescued him. But then the scriptures, the inspired scriptures, the scriptures that have life and breath, that they would not have been fulfilled. And so he went about and did what needed to be done. And he gave his life on the cross, shed his blood, and then the Bible teaches that on the third day he rose again from the dead. The spirit of life went out of him on the cross. And that's why with his last breath he cried and said, Why hast thou forsaken me? Because the breath left his body. And it is true that he died of a broken heart. It is true that he died of asphyxiation or no breath left. And when the spirit withdrew from that fleshly body, then three days later, the Spirit re-entered that dead body and in so doing gave it life 
but it gave it eternal life so that he would be the first fruits of them that slept. He would be the first one that would lead an army that would be raised, if you please, from the dead. That would be given the inspiration, the breath of the Spirit, the breath of eternal life. That you, no wonder he said, he that believeth in me shall never die because there's an eternalness connected to this. This isn't for a day. This isn't for a week. This isn't for 10 or 20 years. This is life eternal. There is a world yet to come. And he wants to inspire you to believe the scriptures that will give you life. And so Jesus, the Spirit having re-entered that body, breathed life into it. Can you imagine when that third day rolled around and when that moment was come and all of a sudden that body wrapped up and laid in that sepulcher breath inspired to sit up inspired to get up angels all around him inspired to go and he began to appear begin to show himself to his disciples inspiring them to believe the truth of the scriptures inspiring them to the walk of faith inspiring them to believe in heavenly things. They were sad. They were down. They were feeling really bad because he had been crucified. And, and, and they were so despondent and so depressed about things that they weren't remembering the many scriptures the living word had given to them. And now he comes and appears in the midst of them. The women come and tell him that he's alive. We went there. He's not in that sepulcher anymore. The breath of life has entered to him. He's risen again and they did not believe those women. And then he appears in the midst of them. And one of them has said, I'm not going to believe it till I, I touch him. I got to put my hand in his side and my hand, my finger in his nail print. But when he saw Jesus appear in the midst of them, he never did put forth a finger. He never did put forth a finger. I'm telling you, he got inspired to believe. Breath came back into those disciples. It was after they were rising from the dead themselves. To believe, the breath of life came their way. But you know, it was just the, it was just the first of, as the brother said, many blessings. The Bible teaches that there came a day after he had showed himself alive, with many infallible proofs. They, they had doubted so many times, and he, he told them. He said, uh, "Hey," he said, "You, you all got anything to eat?" Imagine, sounds like some of our young men came around. Y'all got anything to eat? Said, how about, well, we got a few fish, a few loaves. He said, well, he said, let me have a little. And they said, oh, you're a spirit. He said, well, come on here, handle me, feel me. He said, uh, he said, I'm breathing. I'm alive. And I'm eating. I'm showing you what you're going to be like if you'll be inspired by my spirit by my word, the spirit of my word. And so the Bible teaches there came a day that he led them out as far as a place called Bethany in the Mount of Olives, a mountain. And there, just overlooking the city of Jerusalem, he began to give them instructions, last-minute instructions, for he was getting ready to ascend up. And in giving these last-minute instructions, the Bible said he breathed on them. He shared some of that inspiration 
inspiring them to go and do what needed to be done. And above 500 witnessed this as he told them to receive the Holy Ghost. I'm giving you an instruction here with some other instructions. It all is going to start with you receiving the Holy Ghost. So you go, and he said, you tarry, you wait in the city of Jerusalem. You go there and congregate together in the church house, the upper room of the church house. It was just a half a mile approximately down the road from where they were at. And Jesus giving them, above 500 of them, these instructions. And now the Bible teaches that about 120 got inspired to walk a half a mile further and went down the road and went to the upper room. And when they got to the upper room, the Bible teaches that they were there. And Jesus had told them that repentance and remission of sins was to be preached in his name among all nations beginning at Jerusalem. And about 120 went to that upper room. 380 could not be inspired. 380 could not go for the breath of life. 380 said, we'll just stay under depression. We'll be like drowning under the water, fighting for breath and getting close to just drowning in asphyxiation. Our lungs are going to burst. They went the wrong way. They went away from the inspiration. They could not, they would not allow themselves to be inspired of God to go in the right direction, preach and witness the right thing, believe the right thing, live the right way, and get ready for the world to come. They refused that. They shut their ears to that. They made up other ideas and other ways and attached themselves to other people, people that were dead in sin and trespass and disobedience, but about one 120, Mary the mother of that flesh among them, the other devout women, Peter, James, and John, and the apostles went to that upper room. They were people that were under a great load. The enemy was trying to push them under. They were fighting for their breath. And the Bible, and you've got to fight for this. The enemy not going to just let you go live for God. He's got family members of yours that are going to say discouraging things. He's got people on the job that are going to run you down. Got all kinds of people that are going to resist. The enemy will use them to try to talk you out of it because people are dead in their sins and their trespasses and they want you to stay there. But you know what? Jesus is trying to inspire you to go as they did to that upper room. And there they waited for that experience that he promised them. And there they were gasping and needing help. And the Bible teaches when the seventh day was fully come, which meant the 50th day after the Passover, actually. It was the day of harvest, the ingathering of the harvest, the first fruits. The Bible teaches that there came a sound from heaven, and it was of a rushing mighty wind. It filled all this house, church house, where they were sitting. And the Bible said there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire and sat upon each of them. And the Bible said in verse 4 that they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. They all began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. 
That was the sign, the Bible evidence that they had just gotten inspired. They got inspired to believe him. They got inspired to believe the truth of the scriptures and he breathed into them. He filled the house where they were with his inspiration, his breath, and they got inspired of God to get the Holy Ghost. And when they received the Holy Ghost, that was that big gulp of, of air. And all of a sudden those lungs expanded and they received that air, that breath of life. And they, it was like we're no longer under the thumb of the enemy. Now the enemy is under our feet. Now Jesus said we have power over all power of the enemy and that nothing shall by any means harm us. The enemy's not going to have the power to hold us down against our will under the water, so to speak, of life, under the canopy of this life. He's not going to be able to hold us down anymore, and we're not going to turn all different kinds of colors of blue and we're losing our breath here, and our veins aren't going to bulge out because we can't breathe. Oh, no! Now we're inspired of God. We're inspired. We're receiving, if you please, spiritual respiration and he's breathing into us with his glorious spirit and giving us everlasting life. He's breathing into us. And we're not dead anymore. And that's why the Bible said when you believe on him, you pass from death to life. You get translated out of a kingdom of death and darkness into a kingdom of light and life. Oh, yes. Inspired of God. I want you to Get inspired. Why do we leap for joy? Why do we lift our hearts with our hands in the name of the Lord Jesus? Because we get inspired. We keep renewing that inspiration. I don't want just one breath. I, want, I need a whole bunch of breath. I need a whole lot of inspiration. I want him to keep pumping life into me, pumping breath into me. Is it not written, repent ye therefore, and be changed, be converted, that your sins may be blotted out? When the times of refreshing, when that renewing, when that fresh breath of air comes sweeping in there, and it sweeps out the death, it, sweep, it just pushes out all the stale, dead air, and it brings a fresh, sweet influence into your heart, into your life. It's promising you and bringing to you something beyond this life. It brings you up from out under the deep and the pressures of life and brings you up and you burst the wonder Jesus came straight way up out of the water when he was baptized. We're bringing you to new birth when that happens. That's when you're born again of water. You're bursting forth in life. Newness of life. And he meets you and fills you with the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost inspires you. The Holy Ghost is going to be, that's his Holy Spirit. He gives you the gift of his Holy Spirit. And it's, it, you're going to have that breath with you every day. Every day. You know, they put in the natural, if you have a problem with your physical heart, sometimes referred to as a pump, that helps to pump and circulate the blood in your system. They, uh, if that begins to get irregular, it's not beating correctly, maybe too slow, or maybe it's just skipping beats, whatever is happening. And they can put a pacemaker in there, 
and it keeps things beating correctly so that you can continue to go on in life here. I want to tell you, spiritually speaking, Jesus places his inspiration, his spirit, if you please, in your heart, your spiritual heart, the seat of your thoughts and your intellect and your emotions. He sends forth his spirit, his inspiration into your heart and you begin to cry, Abba, meaning Father. You be, he, he comes in and fills you with his spirit and you have given your heart to him just as you're just saying, here I am. I want what you have for me. I'm inspired to, to believe you here. I'm inspired to do what your scripture is saying. I'm inspired to lift my heart with my hands to you and he's going to fill you with his breath. He's going to breathe on you and he's going to put that inside of you and he's going to be there breathing every day, every night, 24-7, 365 and a quarter, year in and year out, score in and score out. Let me tell you, he's a God that said, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. He wants to inspire you this morning. He doesn't want you to sit around in here like a pew potato. He doesn't want your mind to be on all the things of this life and business of this life and plans of this life. I had a, a man that became sort of a friend. He had a business, a vacuum cleaner business. And uh, he, you know, supplied the church with good vacuums that would last a long time. And if something did go wrong, he was there to fix them and help us out. And, and one day he was at our church over in West Palm and he, uh, I happened to come in and he was sitting on the floor against the wall and his son was with him and his son was working on the vacuum and I said hey I said how are you doing you know typical normal greeting right and he said well he said uh, not too good he said did I tell you what happened I said no he said well I I couldn't breathe he said <gasps> I couldn't breathe it was a terrible feeling I couldn't get any air and he said I rushed down to the hospital, the local hospital. He said, I sat in the waiting room, emergency room, for two hours. That's typical, right? Forgive me, all you medical people. That, that's just the way it is. It's just reality. And uh, he said, I sat there. <gasps> he said, come here. And he said, finally, he said, I, I had to get up and go. He said, contacted my personal physician. He said, okay, okay, okay. He said, I can see you in about three days. Three days. He said, I can't, I can't breathe. I can't wait three days. And so he drove up to Palm Beach Gardens Hospital there. Emergency room physician came out and said, I'll see you right now. He brought him in. He did an exam, did an x-ray, checked things. In the meantime, he went, while they were developing and reading the x-ray, he went back and sat outside in the emergency room. And the doctor came rushing out, his coat flapping behind him and rushing out. He said, give me the cigarettes. He looked at him with the same old lie, the same old denial. What cigarettes? I don't have any cigarettes. He said, give me the cigarettes. You're going to die. So he went out to his truck, came back in, and handed the doctor the cigarettes. The doctor sent him to a specialist up in another part of the state, and they opened him up, and they cut out some of the lung, told him, pretty good. He went home. Got here. And uh, next thing you know, 
And he died. He died. One more breath. He died. I don't want you to wait till you die. Living the same old con to yourself. You're, you're fronting and you're deceiving yourself, the Bible talks about. Not so much an attempt maybe to deceive others, but deceiving yourself. You want to realize that you're running out of breath here, that your, your life is quickly, before you know it, years have gone by, and your health is dissipated or diminished, broken down. You want to get inspired here. You don't want to let day in and day out go by. The Bible talked about people that drown themselves with many things of this life. They drown themselves. You have to realize what's going on all around you. The Bible talked about laying aside every weight, how things that attach themselves to you, and they weigh you down like an anchor, and they hold you under that, that place of, of darkness and death, of sin, and keeping you from getting that inspiration. That inspiration that the sun, the moon, the stars, everything in creation testifies about. Everything is breathing because of His Spirit. His Word. Like a huge machine, the Spirit of the Lord is just pumping life into everything. But most especially, you got to get the step up here. And the step up is, He's trying to tell you, I want to inspire you for the world to come. Because this world is going to drop like a rock. It's going to drop into uh, unknown depths where there is no bottom. And it will burn for all of eternity. But you, you can be inspired to reach up. You can be inspired to set your affections, your emotions on things that are above. You can allow yourself to get inspired to live with Him, which is everlasting life for all eternity. While others are plunging into a bottomless pit, you can be ascending while they are descending into the wrong place, into eternal death. You can ascend. You can go up with him the world to come because you get inspired you get the breath of God you get the life of God that's what he wants to do for you let's take a moment lift our hearts with our hands and pray for that inspiration pray God inspire me don't let me get turned on by the things the enemy plants all around me let me get inspired of the Holy Ghost. Let me get inspired of your presence and your power and your grace and your glory. Come play the piano. Play it good. The front. And everybody said, come on, hallelujah. Lifting your hearts with your hands. Give God the highest praise. Hallelujah, Jesus. I need your help here, Lord. Pull me out. Pull me out here, Lord. Breathe life into me, Lord. Inspire me. Breathe on me. Let me get baptized in Jesus' name. Let me, allow me to believe you. Inspire me to believe you. Let me receive your word with faith, dear God. Believe you in the Holy Ghost. Believe you for your glory and your power. Come on, Lord. I need you. Inspire me. I want to be inspired of God. I don't want to be inspired by wrong spirits.
because they robbed me of breath. They robbed me of life. They robbed me of hope. Dear God, I want your holy inspiration. I want to be with that number that gathered together in the upper room and had life breathed into them, had the Holy Ghost come into their hearts. Jesus wants you to have his Holy Spirit. He wants you to be baptized in his holy name and have your sins washed away. We're lifting our hearts with our hands now. We're worshiping him together. I love you, Jesus. Inspire my heart and mind, O oh Lord. He came to people and they dropped what they were doing and they followed him. They got inspired. They felt that breath of life. Let him breathe a freshness into you. Let him get rid of all the smog, all the pollutions. The Bible teaches you get the Holy Ghost. You get the inspiration of God and that you've escaped the pollutions of this world then. Things that would sully you and soil you and clog up every part of you. Come on now. Get baptized in Jesus' name. You get washed clean. And you clean escape the error of the wicked. around the front together all the ladies over here